Welcome to Back in My Room, the podcast by Imran Jomo, where I talk to myself and you listen. <laughs> so, I'm a young COVID millionaire. No, I'm not. <laughs> I wish I was. But there's people in this country who have profited massively, exponentially from a pandemic. And it's you. It's sad. So let me just start by saying this. The other day I, I came across the... I know I'm late, first of all. I know I'm late. But I watched the the COVID-19 millionaires uh, expose documentary, however you want to call it, by Dennis Okari. And yo, first of all, shout out to Dennis Okari, man. That guy is doing the Lord's work. He's really doing the Lord's work in exposing these disgusting people who have robbed (laughs) the government of millions, who have robbed Kenyans of millions. Yo, it's mad like i watched that thing and my mind was blown the amount of money that have been siphoned by these people straight into their bank accounts while there's people on the street to grow out the other day a woman i think i saw on twitter a woman was giving birth on the side of the road man outside the hospital but ah, uh, yo, let me not even get into that yet. I want to shout out not just Dennis Okari, but the other people involved uh, with the expose. Uh, Shori with the with the afro, homie with the glasses. Those are the two people who were the mainstays for me, who did the most. Aside from obviously there were people who were there but had their identities hidden because investing investigations are still going on and literally they're putting their lives at risk in uh by being interviewed by dennis okari man these people are putting their lives on the line which is why they had to be blurred like you couldn't see some of the people who are being interviewed so shout out to these ordinary kenyans doing extraordinary things for the right reasons man for the right reasons so let's get into this thing man i know this country of mine is corrupt i mean it's no secret <laughs> and you listening know that kenyans or rather kenyan politicians are not exactly an honest bunch of people we know that for a fact but these people were put in power, are in positions of power, so that during a time like this, a time where the country really needs them, a time where Kenyans are depending on their leaders to do the right thing, a time where you want people in power to at least think, okay, maybe my guys, maybe this is not the time for us to steal. We've seen what this thing has done in China. We've seen what this thing has done in Italy. 
we we are seeing <laughs> millions of people around the globe infected more millions dead maybe this is not the time to steal the money <laughs> that we're being given by imf and the eu and whoever else maybe this is not the time to steal the money that we're being given so that we can help fight this disease so that kenya can come out on the other side of this pandemic not so not so badly beaten but uh, our politicians our people in power have shown that clearly they don't have consciences <laughs> i hope that's right clearly they don't give a fuck about kenyans all they care about is enriching themselves even more and as i've said you'd think a pandemic is not the time to steal but dear lord it turned out to be the perfect time to steal <laughs> it turned out to be the perfect fucking time to steal for these idiots so like okay as we know there's a chinese billionaire jack ma i don't know what he's the founder of he's the founder of some big company there and early on in this pandemic this guy decided he's going to help a whole bunch of african nations donate ppes and all the shit that we may need Yani, <laughs> niggas stole donations we were given <laughs> things for free equipment ppes for free but they were stolen because the first batch of uh things that were sent in by jack ma they disappeared they went to a warehouse somewhere <laughs> and they didn't show up again and it's like no one wanted to talk about it listen to what our cs of health shout out mr kagwe listen to what this nigga had to say <laughs> and i found this clip so so amusing on the issue of the the, the incident at the airport uh, what's the incident my guy <laughs> the incident at the airport say it, say it as it is bro <laughs> the incident at the airport okay let's go on yes indeed we are aware what are you aware was, of uh, uh, something like that something like what <laughs> you are you're aware that there was something like that something like what my guy Jack Ma donations and other donations that have come. Yes. You know, but it's an incident. What's an incident? <laughs> What are you saying, dog? What are you telling me right now? You're not addressing anything. <laughs> we know that mm. there was something like that. Something like what? Oh my god. <laughs> there is an ongoing investigation uh -huh. and therefore I can't talk about it. Oh really? do what say it bro you okay not you let me just say i don't think kagwe himself is stealing because him himself seems so frustrated by the shit that's going on in in afia house or should i say mafia house <laughs> like he seems frustrated himself like he co <laughs> he called them he called them mafiosis <laughs> in another clip I, I i can't seem to find it but oh my gosh I don't know why the word mafiosis 
was just so amusing to me. But yeah, let's go on. When Jack Ma donated. But yeah, this guy is one of my favorite. This guy with the glasses. Godwin's Godwin's Agutu. But I just call him homie with the glasses. He looks like <laughs> he looks like my CU, not CU, I wasn't in CU. But he looks like a high school he looks like a high school pastor, man. He looks like after church he's going to come and encourage you and your friends to all join CU. <laughs> Even the way he talks, he just looks like that man. But he's such a G. This nigga did not he didn't hide shit, man. I really I really like the way he spoke, how honest he was. I think my favorite thing was when Dennis Okari in the beginning of the of the documentary asked him, So has this pandemic produced COVID-19 millionaires. And this guy, first of all, has a big smile on his face. He says, absolutely, absolutely. And then his his whole vibe changes in like one second. He goes from absolutely, absolutely to, but this is not a laughing matter. <laughs> this is not a laughing matter, Dennis. <laughs> I was so amused by that. I think I just get amused by the randomest shit. But yo, this girl is a G. And there's a couple of things that I've learned from watching this, from watching this uh, documentary, expose, however you want to call it. And one of the things is that the way it's looking um, and the way it has been for years, I don't think justice will ever be served, man. Because the people who are stealing, they're either in government themselves and have been tasked with protecting the nation, helping the nation during a situation like this. They are the same people swindling millions. And if it's not them who are in government, it is their friends, the so-called mafiosis. The cartels that uh, I've I've heard being mentioned, but I think this is the first time I'm hearing of cartels. There's faceless niggas who work with these people and siphon millions, billions from our government. Because 43 billion unaccounted for, bro. 43 billion shillings. Those are numbers I can't wrap my head around. I don't know if I will ever see <laughs> such amount of money in my lifetime. It's disgusting. And that 43 billion is the number that's in the public, by the way. So as I was saying, the saddest thing is these thieves, these criminals are either in government or they are friends of people in government. So it's like they're never going to be prosecuted for doing this shit, man. And it's so sad and it's like they just protect themselves as my guy here with the glasses so delicately put this guy was my favorite man oh my gosh just listen to this guy <laughs> so if you didn't hear that dennis is asking him are you saying that these these people these cartels are enjoying state protection and here's what my guy says i don't want to call that state protection mm -hmm. <laughs> but i know they're enjoying some protection somewhere <laughs> 
I'll play that for you again, he said. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. I don't want to call that state protection. Uh -huh, you don't. But I know they're enjoying some protection. <laughs> this nigga just told us straight up. I don't. I don't want to say they're enjoying state protection. But I know they're enjoying some protection somewhere. <laughs> and I'm laughing. But it's so sad, man. Because I'll, I'll just talk about the effects of this shit as the podcast goes on. But, like, I'm so disappointed. I didn't know, or maybe from my place of privilege, I was not aware of how rampant <laughs> corruption was in this country. A pandemic, bro, a pandemic. What are you doing, man? Like, seriously. And I also learned it's surprisingly easy to steal government funds, which is probably why they do it so much. <laughs> you just either need to be in government yourself or know the right people, which is sad because the people who have gotten these jobs probably don't have okay, I don't say they don't have the right qualifications because I don't know, but you know they've gotten there not by their own merit but because they know the right people. I'll say that again because this applies to so many industries, not just government. Some people reach places not by merit but because they know the right people. So Watching this documentary, I was seeing, or rather, it was explained how how uh, these people would steal these funds. And I'm not going to go in depth into it. I would encourage you, my dear listener, to watch the documentary if you haven't yourself. It's quite um, it's quite something. So essentially, these. Uh, mafiosis <laughs> would holler at, at the top dogs uh, in Kemsa and get tenders to supply uh, masks, uh, all those suits or whatever. That let me just call them PPEs as we know. So these uh, mafiosis would get tenders uh, from Kemsa to supply these things. So you get the money, and no, it, let me even just start by saying this: real suppliers, like let's say you or me, we we are regular suppliers of Kemsa. Uh, we see there's a pandemic, and uh, we want to we want to supply uh, PPEs. So we apply for a tender with Kemsa. And that tender is granted. So we apply for it and Kemsa sent back a letter saying, okay, you, Imran Jomo Limited, you have been approved for a tender of XYZ to, to supply XYZ. And I'm like, I shut. I'm ready. Next couple of days, the same Kemsa who sent me a letter saying that my tender was uh, approved, sent me a letter saying that um, that tender has been terminated and it has gone to other preferred companies preferred by the way i'm using air quotes <laughs> other preferred 
companies. These preferred companies are shadow companies created by these criminals. So they're not even uh, legit suppliers of these things. These are companies that have been created like in January and February. So they don't even re, re they don't even reach they, they don't even have the criteria by uh by KEMSA rules by the way you need to have a certain criteria for you to be able to supply to them. And a company formed in January and February surely cannot have reached uh those certain standards that KEMSA needs for you to supply to them. And yes, then these fake companies get the the tenders worth millions and they either uh, sell, they actually supply uh, this shit back to Kemsa <laughs> at inflated prices or they don't supply shit at all. They don't supply anything at all. So, <laughs> and I just have to give these guys props, by the way, in a sick way. These niggas were ready to steal before our first case was reported in March. Some of these companies, yeah, some of these companies were formed in January and February. Our first case was in March. So these niggas saw the rest of the world suffering and they were like, ah, it is time to make money, guys. <laughs> it's time to make millions. And there's, in a sick way, you kind of have to admire that foresight. They're like sharks in the ocean who just smelt blood. They smelt blood in Europe. And they were like, right, once this thing reaches Africa, once this thing reaches Kenya, we can be ready to steal millions. Millions of fucking shillings, bro. And like, I'll, I'll just read out to you some of the fake companies that were there and how much money they received. So there's Bell Industries. The fuck is that? <laughs> 185 million shillings. Oh, actually, Abyssinia Limited, 20 million shillings. That's a modest guy. This guy was like, ah, you know, let me not be like, <laughs> let me not be like these other niggas taking hundreds of millions. Me, I'm good with a cool 20 M's here. <laughs> and, and I'm sorted. Accenture, Kenya, whatever the hell it's called, 108 million shillings. These guys were given this amount of money to supply this shit. And they went with all of it. Yote! <laughs> My friend. And the most sickening, with even the worst name ever, Shop and Buy Limited, who were given 970 million shillings i'll say that again shop and buy limited received 970 million shillings <laughs> you know that number is obscene that number is sick. 
what are you doing with 970 million shillings while there's other people in this country who have lost their jobs there's other people in this country who are lacking so much oh and i forgot to mention <laughs> these people stole 970 million shillings but there are people on this internet of ours who have the nerve the audacity to tell other people on 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 twitter uh you go tell your parents to steal to steal also to fund whatever you want and <laughs> if you're on kenya twitter you know exactly who i'm talking about and let me just make this clear i don't know that person i've never met them i cannot presume to know that person's character who they are as a person but fucking hell man how ignorant can you be <laughs> that that kind of bullshit that kind of mentality can only come from a place of extreme ignorance extreme privilege for you to tell other people to go tell their parents to steal while <laughs> there are people who siphoned millions and from this government and this is the same government that rendered people homeless in Kariobangi earlier 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 this year in the middle of a pandemic the government wrecked these people's homes this same government where people are stealing 970 million shillings this same government that cannot account for 43 billion kenya shillings that was meant to go to assist our country fight this pandemic It was so sad for me to listen, especially when in the in the documentary when it got to the place for one of the frontline workers, a medic, who also had her identity hidden, and was talking about how they're on the front lines and they're lacking PPE. They don't have that full body suit. And the ones that do, the quality is so fucking poor it's abysmal some plastic shit that was probably made in industrial area and they compared the locally made uh, ppe with the imported one and the difference in quality was astonishing astonishing the littlest things man that would help the medics do their job better feel safer not only feel safer but be safer would probably reduce chances of infections by incredible amounts but now nah, they're using they're using some locally made bullshit because some um, some people decided that this money that we're meant to use to to help our country we're going to steal it these people have blood on their hands by the way they have blood on their hands hundreds of kenyans i don't know the death toll right now because i stopped paying attention to that shit. but they have blood on their hands hundreds of kenyans 
dead. That's hundreds of families affected, hundreds of lives changed because some selfish pieces of shit could not think that a pandemic is not the time to fucking steal, bro. The frontline workers, man. These are the people at the forefront. These thieving motherfuckers are in their big houses somewhere. While it could be you or me or someone's mom, someone's brother on the front lines. Trying to save lives. Testing people, putting their own lives at risk. For this country. But they can't even get the proper standard of equipment that they need. They can't. Because, for fuck's sake, man, like, this whole situation leaves me feeling so hopeless, to be honest. Like, I love my country, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I love my country. I love being Kenyan. I mean, I've lived abroad. I lived abroad for a year and a half in university, and I've never missed my country like I missed it during that period of time. But this is so disappointing, man. Like, is, is anything ever going to change? Is anything ever going to change? <laughs> And like my question is, as Kenyans, what can we do at this point? Like you or me, who is listening to this, what can we do at this point? Like, should we pull like uh, an American vibe <laughs> where we just fucking riot <laughs> and destroy property? But you know, the funny, the, the fucked up thing is, you know, for a fact, protests, <laughs> and riots is not going to end well for us. <laughs> for us who are protesting and rioting. Because the Kenyan police are just... <laughs> like the roots of corruption are so deep. They are at ground level here with us. You or me just walking in town. Because I have dreads, me, I'm going to be stopped by, by a cop. And he's just going to search my shit. But that, that shit is illegal. I know it sounds I know it sounds dumb, but now I'm sidetracking. <laughs> but let me just finish that point. I know it sounds dumb <laughs> to anyone who's been in Nairobi, but you actually you can't tell a cop I know my rights. You're going to get the lights knocked out of you. At <laughs> you know your rights. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like the roots of corruption are so deep in this country. That you know protests and riots are just going to end badly for the people who are protesting and rioting. So as a nation, as a people, like what can we do? <laughs> like I'm actually asking a genuine question, bro. Like <laughs> what can we do about this shit? Because this is our country, man. We can't let these people 
Like we can't let them do us like this, dog. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> but we have no power. So what? What, man? What can we do? So many lives are affected by this shit. But I, uh, I know I'm repeating myself. I saw that video on Twitter for like five seconds of the woman on the ground. Just giving birth outside a fucking hospital, dog. I saw another clip on Twitter, uh, I think from NTV, of a father who's set up, like, not even a shed, bro, like, in a f- like in some bushes somewhere he set up a little car homestead for his for him and his two i think it's two or three kids they've they've, they've put lines across trees that's where they hang the clothes they have a few pots there a few rocks that's where they they, they choma their they, they cook their food and there's somebody somewhere with 970 million shillings in his bank account his or her bank account <laughs> I should have started with this, but there's one thing <laughs> that I know for sure, and it's this. This country is a joke. <laughs> there's one thing I know for sure. This country is a joke. My guy, you could not have said it any better. Like, ugh, fuck's sake, man. No, I'm pissed, bro. Like, I'm actually vexed. And I... I, I, I ah. Man, you know what? Let's end this podcast. I've been talking for almost half an hour. Let's end it on a good vibe. And because of my brain, I think in a bit of a radical way. This is a song for my haters. And my haters being the government because clearly the government despises its people. The government hates us, man. This country hates its people. And we love this country so much. What are we going to do, dog? We need to blow up this shit. I'm a bit radical. So let's go to state house, guys. Let's chuck a few molotovs through Uru's windows. Which I'm a battle. Yes. I'm sorry if the end of that episode is a bit of this episode is a bit heavy, man, but it actually pains me so much. It actually pains me so much that we have to go through this shit as a country, as a nation as a people so i let j cole say it one more time because if it was up to me fucking start a revolution in this bitch blow shit up but you know what yes if you reach this far i love you thank you for listening to back in my room the podcast by Imran Jomo. God damn it, this song makes me feel myself. Oh, <laughs> like the greatest, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, thank you for listening to Back in My Room. If you reached this far, it means the world to me. You mean the world to me. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless your ancestors. 
That makes sense. <laughs> and God bless the generations coming after you. But let's blame, blame. Let's brainstorm for real, though. Like, what are we gonna do about this shit? Cause it's a bit. It's seeming like a bit of a hopeless cause. But I feel like my generation, you and I, you guys listening to this shit, we can actually change this country if we put our minds to it. It's been me, Imran Jomo. Peace.